0: Hi, this is producer Mel's mom, Jan, a Crystal Palace supporter who doesn't quite understand why Mel spends so much time with this show instead of me. And you are listening to the DU Show.
1: Damn right, Mel. You should Holy spend more shit. time with your mother, your sweet, wonderful mother, Crystal Palace supporter Jan Millman.
0: I did not write that line. Hey, kids, <laughs> by the way, not only is it no
1: Malort, we all won too! Let's start the show!
0: Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Great day, The fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Looks great in shorts. Sam Brandi. Sam Graham. Drunken United!
1: Drunken United! Hello and welcome to the Drunken United Football Show. A completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the clearly excited Samuel Graham because he's also watching the football team right now. What just happened? Since you were throwing your arms up in the air, you lunatic! They subbed Haskins out,
2: and uh, <laughs> the uh, the third string quarterback aired it out. Guy gets both hands on it, diving catch on the three yard line as he hits the ground, comes out, bobbles up back into his hands. And then he just batted it away. I thought he had it, and I, I didn't see it slide out originally. I thought he had it. I was too excited. Uh, he didn't have it. All right. Well, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> just falling short all over the field.
1: Great. Excellent. Excellent. We're recording at Studio H, just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. And should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sam, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Well, apparently, as long as you
2: don't type cunt in, you can get in touch at the football show on Gmail uh, on all the social medias. I'm sorry, or DU football show at Gmail dot com to get in touch by email and make sure you search for the Drunken United FC closed group, which is where all of us are allowed to talk shit except for Houston.
1: Yeah, apparently not allowed to explain the definition of D.B.A.C. That's just not allowed. He almost uh, found himself in Facebook jail. Yeah, well, and apparently my wife has all the power to... Delete me if she wants to from the group, the group. And be quite I
2: careful own. about your use of telling her to hit the
1: mute button. Yeah, <laughs> you know, might, might, might have to step it back a little bit, or maybe <laughs> I just don't give a shit. Sam and myself work, both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So is the red-blooded Americans we are. We vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Sam, we are starting with a whiskey from the new... 2020 list of whiskey advocates, top 20. Why don't you go ahead and tell everybody about it? All right. So this
2: is uh Jepson's Malort. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 2020 get it that yep, year. Yep. Shitty. That, that should be, be the top rank. That would be uh, number one. <laughs> uh, it was not obviously. Um, so just a little heads up. We finished out all the whiskeys we have from the 2019 list. There's still two or three that we're searching for at this point,
1: probably very difficult to find. I so we're starting on 2020s an, list. I might have an inside track on number four, but that okay. would be, I have an inside track on that. So I might be able to get us that. And if I do, we'll drink it fine. But yes, sorry for stumbling all over you there, Mr.
2: Graham. No problem. Uh, so in sentimental fashion, we're starting with uh number 13, which is our boy Rob's favorite number. And, uh. In honor of Arsenal's win this weekend, we started with number, four, uh, number 13. Love uh, this is gl- Glenn Morangi, uh, 15-year-old from the Cad Bowl estate. Um, this is exclusively aged in American bourbon uh, oak, um, which is American oak, American white oak. Uh, 43% by volume, which would make it 86 proof. Run you between 87.99 and 94.99. And this is a lovely, lovely little whiskey.
1: It's fucking exceptional. It, it really is a is. single estate whiskey,
2: which is not something you always see. You sometimes see single estate tequilas
1: you and just some,
2: like a vineyard, yeah. just like a wine, um, all of the barley that goes into this bottle is grown on a single farm. So these are going to be different year to year. Uh, if they ever release this again, <laughs> yep. then you would find the standard Glen Morangy line. Um, this one exclusively aged, as I said, in American white Oak, uh, it's got a big vanilla and caramel, um, up front very light still has a bit of smoke to it but not peatiness and that's a a, there's a difference it's not campfire but you can tell that it was uh that it was smoked a bit
1: i gotta tell you sam um now this is not an easy find um it's it's funny because we're doing this glass over the uh internet we're doing the zoom tonight and you happen to procure a bottle of it, and I procured a bottle of it. This is one. We actually found it the same damn day. Yeah, exactly. So, this is one that might I recommend to anybody. If you see it on the shelf, buy it because I don't know how long it's going to be around for. But if you are someone who does not particularly care for single malts or Scottish whiskey as a whole, This is a fantastic example of how to of how to get into a good single malt whiskey. That's not going to have that peat that's going to bang you over the head. It's nice and soft. It's got all the vanilla and caramel from that American white oak. Um, Like you said, Sam, subtle smoke, but it's not it's not. You know, not peaty, yeah, not
2: iodiney campfire, not that kind of. But
1: even the smoke you'd find from Isla, even the smoke itself. The difference between smoke and peat, which we've discussed before. But even the smoke is not overpowering. This is, um, you get that really big cereal crunch that you tend to get from barley, but it's a lovely. I mean, lovely fucking whiskey. This is, I God, I look, I look forward, I look forward to the rest of are our, uh, top 20. If they're going to be this good, we're in for a fucking fun ride, Sammy.
2: Yeah. And it, just a, a quick thing, if you're trying to get into scotch whiskey and you're a bourbon drinker, um, and you cannot find this bottle also, you know, parting with 90 bucks on a whim is sometimes a little scary. Of course. Uh, Glenn at 14 year old is a great way to get in. Yeah. That's also exclusively aged in American white Oak as well. Um, and only a year less on the age statement. You'll find that one usually around sixty bucks on the shelf, but that one's readily available and actually a US exclusive. Uh, so they don't they don't have that in Scotland, uh, for instance, or, or anywhere in the UK for that matter on the general market.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. American white oak is typically a good good way to go. Sticking with the Speyside slash, I mean, this is a Highland single malt, but Highland slash Speyside wood influences. Generally, if you're going to make the step from, you know, bourbon, rye, and Irishes into Scottish whiskies, I always direct people towards Spey first because at least that wood finish gives a familiarity that you're used to with the whiskeys that you've been consuming already. Too many times I hear people be like, yeah, what's the first scotch you had? Uh Laphroaig. I'll be like, who fucking hates you, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who fucking hates you? Like that That's is not the exactly first right. Scottish whiskey you should be putting in your mouth. I would like you to eventually try it and it's very good, but it has its time and its place. And the first Scottish whiskey you drink is not that place. So anything else no, you need you to you uh, need
2: to build up to that. Absolutely.
1: <clears throat> so anything else you'd like to mention there, Sammy?
2: Uh, make sure you drink responsibly. And because we're doing this over Zoom, I will not be.
1: Oh, very good. Uh, probably nor will I. So allow us to cheers. Yeah, that worked out pretty
0: well. I mean, How about you're, you're cheersing yourself while I'm over here with my beer extended going. <laughs> toast me cheers me toast cheers me tyrant Sam. <laughs> yeah
2: tyrant. you know what and and fitting i'm watching football team also not a touchdown by the way there was a hold oh, uh so damn it. It turned out there Fuck was a penalty B-A-R. on top of it the right. uh <laughs> um funny you should say uh you remember in happy and uh, not happy gilmore in um what was Adam Sandler's football movie
0: my god uh, water longest boy
2: shard
1: or water boy. Yeah. There's t Do you remember
2: in Waterboy uh when he did something good and was in the end zone for whatever reason and he was like, slap hands, slap hands, and did then that? everybody ran yes. away from him? Yes. That was Mel sitting there with her beer.
1: Slap hands, <laughs> waiting slap for hands. Houston. <laughs> cheers me, cheers me. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember. Mama, Vicky Vandicoy showed me my boobies, and I liked them. <laughs> Yes, that's what I remember. Anywho, let's get, into the, let's get into the actual action. We did have uh, Boxing Day weekend, which gave us two days of nonstop football, which was fabulous. And why we're doing a show on Sunday night to be released on Monday, because Monday, there's more fucking games. Um, that's right. When, we, you know, we give you shit when you lose, Sam. We got to go ahead and let you revel in a huge victory, too. To open up the show, Arsenal 3, Chelsea 0. Arteta makes Big changes to the lineup, and the kids fucking responded. They did.
2: Um, I, it's really hard. I don't even know what to, to say, to be honest. It's been so long since we've tasted victory uh, in in the country. In domestic play is what I mean. Uh, they were awesome. They played with a freedom that we haven't seen them play for a number of weeks. Uh, they gave up chances. That's to be expected. They had a young squad, no uh, Gabrielle uh, as well. Um, but Chelsea also took no initiative whatsoever. They managed no. just three shots on target, but they had the ball over 60% of the time. Arsenal actually more than doubled them in the shots category, and they were surprisingly clinical. And, you know, when things are going well, they go well. Bakuyasaka had a cross, found the back of the net. Yeah. Completely didn't mean that.
1: <laughs> I was I was gonna say I felt like the the goals you scored were to. If you're going to use one word to describe what you guys did best in this match, opportunistic.
2: Yeah, Lacazette got, uh, obviously got the penalty um, uh, first to open up the scoring, and Granite Jaka with a, a tremendous free kick. Um, James Ward-Prowse, ask who I'm sure we'll talk about later. Absolutely, uh, just a fantastic free kick with his left foot uh, into that uh, near post hey, uh, upper ninety.
1: Ensure the the, the penalty. It, tyranny, a touch soft, but you call those; those get called. So you're not mm-hmm. gonna blame them for going down. Like you feel the contact, you go. It was it nailed
2: down. on. Defender should have been sent off. Yeah.
1: Okay. Very good. I hear you. Well 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 said, Banger. Well said, Banger. Yeah. You we were definitely on the spot with that. Can you help
2: me with the zipper, by the way?
1: <laughs> For the rager that's coming out. <laughs> now, it's you, you you have to feel really positive. I, uh, you know, just seeing the team show up. I would say uh seeing Mari back in the lineup is huge.
2: Uh, yeah, you big can time.
1: potentially now you can go holding Gabrielle and Mari in the back and you can let Tyranny and Bellerin like Tyranny could finally play the wing back, which is what he's meant to do. That could really open up your team a lot. Martinelli Absolutely. coming back has been huge. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Laka obviously got, was opportunistic Yang on the bench. I just think it's probably Arteta saying, you know, Hey, just cl- clear your fucking mind. Abba, just clear your fucking mind. Take
2: well, he he apparently had that cash strain,
1: right? I now I'm not sure if that's
2: continued, but the, the team seems to have been playing a little bit better. Um, Without him in the side, and I said it with Pepe early on. When especially the English press, but when the press starts to get on your back, it's really hard to perform. Oh God! And you know Pepe before they finally allowed it to happen, Pepe could have done with two three weeks out the side. I mean, this was back under you know Unai Emery before he was fired. He could have done with two three weeks out the side to just gather himself um, and kind of just allow people to stop talking shit about him. You know, right.
1: and, and no offense to Abba as well, but he's when he's on the pitch, you have to feel that the rest of the team feels obliged to get the ball to their talismanic scorer, especially if he's not scoring. It's like we got to give him opportunities. We got to push the issue by having him off the pitch. It, it let him relax. It let him play. And like, it, it, <clears throat> was it the prettiest, prettiest, most convincing kind of style of play? No, but like I said, opportunistic. They took advantage of exactly what they needed to. Now, what we really need to focus on is Frank and his post game presser because <laughs> he. Well, yeah,
2: I I had his his one quick boys. thing.
1: Yeah, please.
2: I had one quick thing because it, it, I said it last week, and it, it's exactly what happened. Is we have always been able to score goals until these last seven games yeah or eight games whatever it is we've always been able to score goals we have not always been able to defend you're not going to come in mikel arteta and in 6 months completely change the identity of the club right that we've had for the last 25 years so why not do what you do well why not counterattack play right. Right. But go fucking score goals because that's what we're good at. That's what we do. That's what we've always done.
1: Yep. Less seven games. For the last 20 odd years. Built, building and, a great defensive mentality is, is awesome. But if you're losing every game, one, nothing, who fucking cares about a defensive mentality?
2: Well, exactly. And he, you know, this, it, the game was a lot more open than the possession stats would would show. Chelsea had a lot of the ball, but they weren't doing anything with it. Um, no, they weren't. You know, we moved down the field quickly and we had a ton of opportunities. Like I said, we uh, more than doubled them on shots. Um, now, all of that being said, that's why Frank was so pissed.
1: <laughs> yes. Frank was Frank was just, I mean, honestly what he should have said, fuck all my players, fuck them right off. I don't fucking care. I'm going to find 11 fucking new ones. Cause you all fucking suck. <laughs> it
2: was yeah, brilliant. hundred percent. They um essentially uh, Frank came out and said, it was posed the question, you know, what essentially what happened? And he said, well, I uh, you have to ask the players that, <laughs> He yeah. said, I told them what they were going to do. I told them how they were going to set up. I told them the game plan and they just didn't do it. Yeah. They didn't push the, they didn't take the initiative. They didn't push the envelope. They didn't do any of that.
1: We knew exactly what they were going to do and we let them do it. Or no, mm-hmm. no, no, not, not we let them do it. The players, they, they let, they let them, them do it. it. <laughs> that looks like a man that is going to change his entire fucking lineup for the next yeah. match <laughs> against Villa. I, I, Mel, I am intrigued to see what it's going to be like when Chelsea plays Villa on Monday. It's I, I you guys are playing good ball and it should be fun. Watch. But wow. We also won't have Tyrone Mings. Yeah, that's right. Yep. We will get, we'll get to that um, as well.
2: Not that not that that matters, because <laughs> apparently you'll do better with his, with him out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Score two goals without him.
2: <laughs> um, now tripled your, your tally. Yeah. <laughs> I- <clears throat> Um, overall it was a, it was a comfortable win and a a welcome treat for the arsenal in my opinion. Now, Tammy did, uh, Tammy Abraham did score a consolation goal. Definite offside in my opinion, but I'll take the fantasy
1: points. It was three. I said three, nothing. It was three to one. I completely forgot about his goal. I'm sorry.
2: Because you're right. You, You were probably remembering that it was definitely offsides. And, um, but for some reason, VAR gave it anyway. Apparently the Liverpool VAR was there that day.
1: Well, and then, you know, right there at the end, almost fucked it away. Uh, Mari gives up the penalty, but Georgina uh, decides to take the softest penalty ever. And, and <laughs> Leno saves it easily. Like,
2: well, this was what, what uh, I can't remember who it was. <clears throat> I think it was the Leeds player, maybe. A couple of weeks ago that had the penalty that um, Fabianski came off the line. Is yeah. that right? Uh
1: no, that and then was, he got to retake it. Yeah, that that was Leeds, and Fabianski yes. was barely off the line. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Leeds.
2: That Jorginho's penalty definitely rivaled that penalty for the softest penalty
1: ever. The first one from that player, yeah. I can't remember who it was. Now it was either it was either Leeds, it was either Leeds or it was Manchester United. But it was one or the other, Kids. and I think
2: it was Leeds because it, it was, was retaken,
1: and they ended up scoring. Yeah, yeah, it it, yeah, was, it, was, it was Leeds. It was Click. it was the f- the first penalty in that was, one. I think it was Click who took that one. So. Yeah, it
2: was Mateus Click. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. So Mateus Click's first attempt was just as bad as Jorginho's.
1: <laughs> um well I I'm not sure if you noticed, but Jorginho, as he was running and and pausing and hopping, he actually pointed and went, There, right there. That's where I'm gonna kick it. That's where I'm <laughs> gonna kick it. You should go there.
2: <laughs> yes, <Yeah, laughs> pretty much.
1: I did I did love that the first person to put his arms around Leno right after he made the save was Mari just you, you could tell he was like thanks mate thanks for taking care of cover my ass appreciate it love you yeah I, I, I really you, appreciate
2: that buddy Thank I owe you. you a
1: Sunday roast <laughs> that's yeah. on me brother <laughs> exactly <laughs> you I'll covered. get
2: you to go uh, you can pick up on the way home
1: all right so one final question we'll move on to the next sec- segment um, Gunner's obviously not out of the woods but is this a step in the right direction
2: It absolutely is a step in the right direction. And I just, I'm pulling it up right now. We've got Brighton, West Brom, Palace, and Newcastle in our next four. Only problem there is you're at Brighton, and that's a bogey spot for you. Well, we're at Brighton. We're also at West Brom, uh, who we're going to talk about later. Uh, Apparently, it takes seven days to instill Big Sam's ideas.
1: (laughs) Yes, obviously. And that's
2: it. Uh, So we do have winnable games in our future. If we can take this, which was an unexpected result, in my opinion, we talked about it on the the Patreon show. Um, If we can build on this momentum, we have a chance of shooting up the table a little bit. Uh, And then who knows what happens from there.
1: Yeah, very true. And you are currently still sitting, if I recall... That's right in. I think we're still in 15th. 15th place. Good job. Thanks. Good job. Oddly, Sam, we are going to discuss four draws in this next segment. Three of them were quite entertaining. Well, we'll say two and a half of them were quite entertaining. And the other one was about as enjoyable as a pint of red wine. Manchester United 2, Leicester 2, West Brom, I mean, West Ham 2, Brighton 2, Wolves 1, Spurs 1, West Brom 1, Liverpool Um, (laughs)
0: 1. That's just funny.
1: (laughs) It is funny. Quite funny. (laughs) Thank you. So (laughs) Manchester United Leicester, what a way to fucking open up the Boxing Day weekend, huh? Yeah right. I mean, if you if you if you got up early to watch this one, you were in for a fucking treat. This was two brawlers throwing fucking haymakers for ninety fucking minutes, man. It was yeah. a fabulous watch.
2: It was it was very back and forth. This game uh, possession mm-hmm. stats are fifty four percent for uh, Leicester, forty five percent for United. So pretty much dead even. My problem is is they were both very wasteful in this game. Okay. You had a total of nineteen shots on uh, nineteen shots between both teams, ten for Leicester, nine for United, but just six on target. Only two for Leicester, hundred percent record that is, and uh, four for Manchester United. So I like Marcus Rashford, in my opinion. What was it, eighteen minutes in or something?
1: Oh, right off the bat, the header, the header that yeah, he have fucking put away. One of the
2: easiest headers he'll ever have in his career. Yeah. And he completely fucked it and put it over the top.
1: Yeah, header, and he had Schmeichel tree trunked. Schmeichel was hundred locked, yeah. locked in. There was you could have put because it there's no anywhere. reason he should have been in that space.
2: If I was yeah. Schmeichel, I'd have been scared too.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was completely locked in. But I, but that also being said, physical as fuck game. So like, oh, you know, yeah. when, when you're that was getting, fun. When you're getting shots, you're not going to necessarily put them on target when all you've been doing is just getting beat like a dog the entire game. Cause they, I mean, like I said, it was just, it was haymaker after haymaker, after haymaker, they, those two teams came to fucking play. And it, it was just, again, for the neutral, that was a fabulous fucking game to watch. I I thoroughly enjoyed getting up and watching it.
2: Absolutely. hundred percent agree <laughs> with that. Um, Marcus Rashford did make amends for that miss though, uh-huh. and scored with a rather fortunate touch, I think from Bruno Fernandez. But yeah. because it's Bruno Fernandes and the way he's been playing, you have to say that he probably meant to do it.
1: Yeah. Every, all the commentators were like, yes, look at that perfect opportunity where he slid into it knowing that he was flicking it. No, he tried to wildly kick at the ball and it just happened to fall off his foot right to fucking Rashford and yeah. put it in the back of the net. There was no intention in that bullshit. Stop playing I don't think like so either. Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean that 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 would be like Bakuya Saka walking out post match and being like totally meant it. Oh yeah, I meant to throw that <laughs> one up in the top yeah. corner. Yeah. <laughs> that cross was t- I mean shot was totally <laughs> yeah. supposed to hit the inside of the post. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's exactly <laughs> what I was doing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. I uh, I agree with you. I think it was fortunate, but um in the the cosmic leveling out of life. Uh, Bruno Fernandez was quite casual on the ball, trying to nutmeg a player in his own third and ended up giving the ball away to Harvey Barnes, who decided to go through puberty right at that moment and almost ripped the net off the back
1: of the post. I know Jesus Christ. <laughs> What Somebody, a strike! Somebody's balls dropped when he ripped that one. He <laughs> was like, "Hey, pass it to me! <laughs> 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 I'm gonna shoot." <laughs> yeah. So we've talked about this before. We're not whenever Manchester United sees Bruno Fernandez inside the box, one of the defenders should stop marking their man, grab Bruno, and move him outside of the 18. This now applies for 25 yards and back. If Bruno is anywhere near the goal, someone needs to grab him and just go no. No, 50, midfield. That's where you're allowed to be and forward. Yeah. We'll get to the fucking ball. Come back here. We would rather Rashford and Martial track back, not you. You stay up here because when you're back here, nothing goes well. It just does not go well. (laughs)
2: That's exactly right. Um, Cavani came on to change
1: the game again. It was his
2: movement that opened up the play. For Bruno Fernandes to to exploit the space that he found. And Cavani's uh reverse ball that found Bruno perfectly weighted. Absolutely. Uh, and he he uh he scored well. He finished very well. That was, you know, talent, I guess you could say, you know, especially after that original pass for the first goal. He just really showing it up again.
1: You know what? Let's let's stop skirting around it. Bruno is he, he's a shit is he the new louis suarez because yeah, he's a little all shit all match he was fucking grabbing and fouling uh-huh. hard finally after about four or five fouls finally gets a yellow card then gets warned probably another two or three times after fouling hard again that no 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 bruno this is your last warning nope nope no nope, no nope. i know i told you the last one but this is your last warning and then he sacks so embarrassed and what what do you mean i kicked that guy in the yeah. back of the leg when i stood on top of him <laughs> like yeah he just i eat he, he's clearly the new villain right of of the premier league absolutely <laughs> yeah. I,
2: I think there's a bit to him um that used to be given to paul Scholes. uh fantastic on the ball one of the best midfielders that's ever played the game paul Scholes. couldn't tackle to save his fucking life Right. Uh, Got more, I think, carded over 90 times in his career, or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, It just... I mean, it's no Gareth Barry, but he got carded a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. But it, it, you know, with... They're known for having quite creative, quite talismanic midfielders that defensively are worth fuck all. Right, And I think Bruno just kind of fits that mold a bit. And no big surprise that when he comes in and United kind of find their identity again... He's at the center of a lot of that shit. Um, so he's a bit of a shit. You know, he he gets into it. He does, you know, some of the little, you know, kind of niggly fouls that just are what they are. It's just part of the game and part of the Iberian Peninsula as well. You know, I mean, we, we've yeah. talked about a lot. A lot of the Spanish players do that kind of stuff. A lot of the the Portuguese players do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Ronaldo's no, no saint. Right. You know, he gets breathed on. He goes down, but he's the first one to step on your ankle uh, in a challenge. Right, of course. You know, it just this is gamesmanship, if you will, from from people from the continent in a lot of cases.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, uh, uh, Jamie Vardy scores a goal. No, I'm sorry, it later gets changed your own goal. Fucking over my bet for the yep. uh, equalizer.
2: Absolutely, uh, that happened. Thank goodness cuz my bet got fucked as well. Yeah, cuz I
1: would have been that would have been plus 480 to me. That would have been really nice. Oh, I got something special for you later, my friend. Oh, you'll like my something special for you later, my friend. Ooh. Um so going on to the next game. What we should No, I forgot be- to tell you it's our anniversary.
0: I figured as much. I'm just going to let you guys have the room later.
1: <laughs> so so what we should be saying is Brighton finally gets a win. And yet we're saying yet again Brighton gets another fucking draw that they give away. So this kept me alive in
2: fantasy. Oh, yeah. No shit. Uh, I was playing Ray this week and he was texting me all day uh, about what was going on. And he was up by 10 points uh come like
1: the 65th minute in this game. Hold on one second. Ray's a man you supporter, right? Yes. His team's doing well, right? Yeah. His fantasy. All of a sudden he came out of the His, fucking woodwork. Exactly yeah, what I was about to say. Is suddenly uh, now yeah. Ray's really chesty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so he he uh he texted me today talking about how close the game was coming into the day. And um and he pulled clear with a couple of goals uh in the early matches and I said well you're 10 points clear I only have Allison left uh unless Thomas Suchek can do something for me here. And the Czech midfielder, goddamn it, came through again. 82nd minute equalizer. That's say, what I'm talking you, about.
1: Thomas Suchek.
2: <laughs> yeah, Get my man. Um, it was a, it was a, a pretty decent game to be honest. I had to listen to it on, um, on talk sport, but it, um, on Sirius XM, but they, uh, it was a pretty back and forth game. I mean, both teams had chances. It seemed, um, and both teams were going for it, uh, to be honest with you. So I'm, I'm I think it's a fair result. No cards in this game whatsoever, which is a a strange one. Possession almost even. Shots on target were level at four apiece. And 11 shots for West Ham to 13 for Brighton. So it was, you know, it was a a fairly even back and forth game.
1: Uh, For me, um, just kind of watching the match, Brighton seemed to have a little bit more of the force behind it. You would have West Ham would start to take control when they needed to get a goal, when they were down and they went down twice. I think what is positive here for West Ham to take away is that you didn't play your best match and you still got a point, right? Like this is, this is exactly what a David Moyes side does. I was just about to say that
2: to you. This this is David Moyes. Yeah. And I think, um,
1: I'm sorry, not your best day, but you stay alive. That is David Moyes coaching to a T.
2: I think Manchester United for him was too big and too flashy. I think Sunderland for him was too small. I know they're a big club in general, but Sunderland for him was too small of a club. But you look at where he's gotten his success and it's at Everton and West Ham in recent history. I'd say the last five, 40 years West Ham are a similar size club to Everton. Yeah, that's very, they are working man's clubs Uh, You know, most of the supporters of stock workers on the Thames. You have uh, Everton supporters or dock workers on the Mersey, as well as the IRC. You have their working man clubs with working mindsets and blue-collar ideals. And David Moyes uh, bodies that perfectly. And I think he's found that balance. And he has a togetherness in this West Ham team that I now... Think they're going to be absolutely safe, and he will not ferry them down to oblivion.
1: Absolutely not. I think this team is probably up, up uh, between eleventh and eighth. Like I, I think they, I, I think honestly they're a top half side. I think that's where it they're going to finish. Absolutely
2: on. could be the case for sure.
1: Yeah, uh, and uh, <clears throat> the other thing that I definitely want to mention was the first goal that was scored for West Ham. A uh, young gentleman by the name of uh, Johnson he it was his first skull for for his club he has mm-hmm. been an academy player since age seven i believe he is 19. there you go that Dad was like is, that
2: goalkeeper last
1: season uh martin who loved him yeah. on the whole, who loved him forever and ever and and finally got the opportunity to play for him he's an ex millwall keeper and then yeah because he had to play for millwall even though he was a hammer and yeah hey, i i'd play for, for him.
2: tide sign for tottenham tomorrow if they offer me a contract if you
1: got to play you'll fucking play right <laughs> But um, yeah.
2: but remember, I just that moment last season when he kept that clean sheet and had four or five saves, and he ran up into the stands and hugged his dad. Yeah, and like that, that kind of stuff. That's awesome. You,
1: I, you can't beat that. They started blowing the bubbles, and every guy on the sideline hugged him, and Moyes hugged him, and every player on the pitch hugged him. I mean, I'm I'm surprised Brighton players didn't come <laughs> over and start hugging him. It was just it was very good, and it was a great shot too. It Was a ball that got bounced around, poked back out to him, and he just. L- Curled it right up into the upper 90 on the far side. Gorgeous. Excellent.
2: Excellent pedigree in his family as well. Yes. His uncle, former Manchester United player, Mm -hmm. uh, defender, center back, older guy. I I, honestly don't remember his name, but I heard the announcers talking about it. His cousin, Ledley King, the former Tottenham center back and Ah, England center back. So his uncle and his
1: cousin were both um, England internationals and played for two quite big clubs. Excellent. So uh, going into the next match with uh, Tottenham and Wolves, I mean, yeah, Tottenham and Wolves. Uh, Spurs capitulate again right at the finish. They give up. They give up points at the end. I don't don't
2: even know that it's a capitulation. I
1: there's not here. I'll sum up the game for you in two
2: sentences. Tottenham score early, then play Jose ball. Yeah, but
1: Jose ball wins one nothing. Spurs, time no, 1-1.
2: But but they're Spurs, and they still can't get that out of their DNA. Just well, absolutely bottling it. They, but I, I they didn't capitulate. It's just my point is is the the <laughs> damn... I've, I've said this stupid cliche how many times. If you allow that many chances, eventually something's going to go in. <laughs> just by the law of averages, eventually something's going to go in. And it's really no fault of your own that it happens, but it does. Now, Wolves were allowed... Eleven shots, six on target, to Tottenham only having six and three, and Wolves only outpossessed them by nine yeah. uh, like, percent.
1: Yeah, great.
2: Yeah, they just have no interest in going forward after they take a lead. Yeah, it was and a- and until Wolves equalized, and then they took the initiative for about eight minutes, but it was garbage. Because they've been sitting back the whole game. From the 57th second, they sat back.
1: Yeah, and Dombele was it was a great goal. I it was also a fantastic that, strike. I also think, though, too, people are starting to realize, oh, wait, this entire machine offensively runs on Son and Kane. Mm-hmm. So now it's time to just <laughs> eliminate them from the game, which I would credit to... Wolves' defense and also Wolves' midfield, they were just like, we're just not going to give you fucking chances. We're not going to let it happen. We're just, we're going to hone in on the two of you. If when you sub in Bergvine, if he wants to run all the way down the field and try to score, cool, we dare you. You know, like... They had less than 500 passes. Yeah, I just... uh, I just, I don't understand it from Mourinho. He's got
2: such a... And it pains me to say it. I'm trying to be objective in this, right? I mean, what... I love saying it. Right. What I'm about to say pains me. Right. He's got a very talented team. And it's failing to realize its potential because of him limiting it.
1: Yeah. So it's lovely. It's unfortunate because it worked earlier it worked against Chelsea it worked against Man City and now it didn't work against Liverpool it didn't work against Palace and it didn't like work here like he's
2: but here's the thing like you say it doesn't work against Palace yeah yeah it, yeah. Do- it doesn't work against Wolves now, I know Wolves are a little bit better of a proposition, but you're talking about teams that you should be 2-3-0 up easy.
1: Precisely. Those are the teams that you then need to go get. Oh, is your delivery here, Sam? Because I heard the door. I doorbell believe it rang.
2: is. I think that's dinner just showing up there. No, it's an Amazon package. Oh, that's lovely. But uh, Let's take a look
1: on the old vivant <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and chat about the last match. Um, I apologize, apparently, big Sam knows exactly what the fuck he's doing um as they put more shots on target than liverpool um how the fuck was this one to one? um I don't know
2: well, I do know it's because West Brom aren't very good, but now they're fucking organized yeah. and Apparently, as I as I led on to at the beginning of the show, it only takes approximately eight days, seven to eight days to completely instill Big <laughs> Sam's identity onto the club. Uh, much like meeting you, uh, you know, it takes about 15 minutes and then you're everyone's best friend.
1: Oh, yeah. thank you, buddy. I appreciate so, that. Well, that but then you fuck kind. it up normally after I get to know you for a bit. You normally screw it up. Well, so, then, you, then you get drunk with me and then you see behind the curtain, you're like. Oh, there's this guy's an asshole. There's (laughs) so much wrong with him. So much wrong.
2: hundred percent. But basically that's what it is. Liverpool had damn near 80% of the ball. 78.1. The Premier League app gives them just two shots on target. Uh, Now West Brom were very efficient. They only had five shots on target. Uh, I'm sorry. Five shots in general. Three of them on target though, with just 21% possession Uh, and the same number of goals, obviously. Yeah. So it's, it, it's big Sam to a T. This is what they hired him for, and it's his first point, and here we go. That first game, only had two days with the team. He had just gotten off the plane from Dubai. You know how that goes. Yeah. I mean, big Sam, what's the old thing? You don't see him Monday to Thursday because he's in Dubai, but he takes the Friday training session, then he coaches on Saturday.
1: <laughs> the um, So the, the the thing that seemed interesting was is that entire first half, was legitimately a practice session for Liverpool. The yep. problem was is they only put one in the net. And what we talked about on on injury time when we previewed the game was here comes the opportunity for Liverpool's going to score one quickly, which they did, and then the floodgates are, are going to open because this team, West Brom, will give it up because they put their heads down. They didn't put their heads down. That's clearly the stamp of Big Sam Allardyce. That is clearly the. That's fine. We expected them to score. They're not going to score again. Is exactly what it felt like.
2: Well, it's it's they're buying into the idea. They're now extremely organized, and they're. I mean, you can't not buy into the idea of Big Sam. It just is what it is. The guy's so candid. He's so honest. He's a big brutish person yeah. who you're just terribly intimidated by.
1: He eats His voice is as deep as wine. can be. You're like,
2: he's, he's, yeah.
1: You're like, yes, he, sir. That's your answer normally to Big Sam. Right.
2: Because when he's done with his pint of wine, he's going to smash the glass on the back of your head if you fuck up. You know what I mean? And it'll put a cigar out on your neck. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the vibe you get from Big Sam. And I think they're, they're, they might be safe. They, they had chances to win the damn game.
1: I, I'm, yeah, I, I, it's,
2: and this shows this. I mean, it, this is the same thing. And, and we spoke uh, earlier about this in our pre, 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 pre show meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the same thing Brendan Rogers did to Arsenal. Yeah. Yep. Sit yeah. back, sit back for 80 minutes, make it difficult, be in with a shout for the final 10. Well, they were only down one. Lester had us nil nil, right? They bring on Jamie Vardy coming back from injury. They get a goal, win the game here. They find the goal. Those last 10 minutes, West Brom were very open and took it to Liverpool, and they didn't have an answer. Yeah. Uh, You know, they had been going forward, piling forward all game, not doing anything with it. They were quite wasteful, but they were piling forward all game and uh, did not know how to deal with West Brom when they decided to come out of their shell. And when they did, you saw the goal that happened. And unlike Tammy Abraham's definite offsides, this was nowhere near offsides, in my opinion.
1: So you did have a Matip go down with an injury, which is concerning because they think that it may be a long-term injury. Um, It means you very likely are going to have to go to the kids to, to play in the back, or you're going to need to go shop and find a center back in the, uh, in the winter because, you know, Joe Gomez isn't coming back anytime soon. And we know Van Dyke's not coming back for the entire season. Well, If only
2: they had the prize money from winning the league last season And the Champions League money from winning that two years ago. No, no,
1: no, no, Sam. You don't understand. These trials and tribulations is what we all need to understand as just participants in this league. And we all need to bow down to the mighty Jorgen Klopp and give him whatever he wants, for he shall now complain. Um, Note, right before the goal, he did get a yellow card for uh, bitching and moaning to the ref because the ref decided, oh... Mane and Salah, you like to fall a lot. Guess what? I'm not going to do. I'm not going to call fouls today.
2: Neither and, did the VAR. <laughs>
1: yeah, and Klopp did not like that one bit. Lost his Ooh. cool. You don't see a coach get a yellow on the bench very much anymore. Typically, it's post match, and they get fined, and 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 they get brought up uh, by by the FA. But uh, you rarely see a ref come out of their way, come across the field, and just go. Fuck off, asshole. Here's a card. Just shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like,
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but Sam, you got to understand that having six full days off mm -hmm. is very trying on the mind. Yeah,
1: definitely. For those Liverpool
2: players and for Jurgen Klopp, not being in the League Cup anymore and having six full days of rest, then a further three days of rest after this game is just not enough, Sam. I mean, er, during this festive period, nine days of rest during the busiest part of it, you need to calm your fucking ass down and have some respect
1: i mean especially cuz he whoa well, i mean he was very concerned about what tottenham was doing and what manchester united was doing and their games being played and everton's about to play literally in 48 hours they get one day today off and they played in the midday the day before they play in the midday tomorrow they get exactly 48 hours why didn't I hear Jurgen bitching and moaning about that? I mean, that's really not fair, is it there, Sam?
2: Well, and your four best players are out. <laughs>
1: Five even. We're missing. A you've bunch got of
2: fucking Guilfi running running rings <laughs> around people, which we'll talk about shortly. Yeah. But you you've got your four best players out.
1: And according to Mourinho, Liverpool doesn't have that many injuries. So it has to be true. Well, the key thing we need to understand is that um Klopp just did not appreciate today's formation that apparently a six-four um, formation is uh, frowned upon by Klopp and the Premier League.
2: I don't know how to say "ugly" in Portuguese, but it's the anti-jogo
1: bonito commercials from <laughs> years ago. Heard <laughs> it is. It is not one one eight. It is. It is one ten zero zero. All right, rounding out the list, rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Villa three, Palace nil, Fulham nil, Southampton nil, Man City two, Newcastle nil, Leeds one, Burnley nil, Everton one, Sheffield nil. Um, Villa rolled despite the uh, Ming sending off. Uh, d- dumb, dumb by him. By the way, he he's on a yellow. You don't like. It's the middle of the fucking pitch. Let let Wilf go by you. Don't fucking knock him down. That was just dumb.
0: Yeah. Well.
2: Yeah, it's Zaha. You know what you're going to get. It was definitely soft, Yeah, in my opinion. But I'm I'm going to let Mel do it. My hard-hitting analysis for this game, I'm going to let Mel talk about the rest of it. Uh, it's her team, obviously. But I didn't see any other result here because of one thing. Mm-hmm. Jan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Jan did talk through the whole match. So I missed a lot and I drank a lot.
1: Uh, they went through two bottles of Prosecco because they drank all oh. the mimosas. There are no mimosas nice. left. They drank them all. Um, One Jan, for
0: each half.
1: Jan uh, was doing her coloring book game on her phone and then would look <laughs> up and go, we suck. Do better. Why are you letting them score? And then head back in the phone. So Oh, no. And we, you
0: forgot. Oh, great. Kick it right to the goalie.
1: Yeah, we have already ingrained into the 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 Jan philosophy is fully ingrained into the Crystal Palace attack.
0: Yeah. Um, it was. I enjoyed the match thoroughly. Uh Even with one man down, we still yeah. held our own very well.
1: <laughs> yeah, Triori with the go- with the goal, yeah. which was great to see. Um, Agazi got a good one. Yeah. Uh, a good one. That was a. That fucking was, peach that
0: whole setup you could see the whole play as it traveled down it was yep. gorgeous and i believe jack hit it back to watkins mm-hmm. Dazi moved into the center and then just right in the right spot and then boop in the right hole and it just was beautiful and by the always way always nice
2: when that happens always nice when you find the right hole
0: i didn't write any of this down that was commentary right from the top of my slightly drunk <laughs> adult brain so fuck you guys for getting me into this shit.
1: Very good. Um, one of the things that's very positive in, in, in that match for Villa, and uh, we'll keep it rolling because like, we're just going to go another fucking hour 40 again, is Ollie Watkins doesn't get any goals, but he is involved in all three of the goals that were scored. If your point man isn't necessarily putting it in the back of the net, if he's involved in the goals... You like seeing that, Mm -hmm. right? Because you know that means the goal is going to come for him. It was the you know what's
2: funny is with with what you said earlier, just piggybacking on what you said with the talismanic forward in Aubameyang and them trying to just get him a goal to get him confidence. Arsenal were doing that at nil nil. Villa took care of business first, and then tried to get Ali Watkins a goal. And then right. Ollie. Jack Grealish, twice I can think of off the top of my head, should have shot and passed. Right. And Watkins ended up hitting the post. And I think one time went straight at the goalkeeper. Yeah. yeah and Kanza,
1: and then Kanza rebounded his his header. Yeah. That but they, the they had,
2: they tried to do the same thing. But it was after they were already in front. It was after they had taken right. care of the business end. All right. Let's get him his goal now. Right. Where what you were saying earlier, we were hamstrung. Trying to get Aubameyang's goal first, yeah, and that's the difference. It's it's that level of team, right? It's that spirit in the team that is is proving Villa world beaters at the moment. I mean they're they're fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah. I who would think who would think we're about to say the following statement tomorrow's game, Chelsea versus Villa. You gotta favor Villa. It's like it you're definitely has the for potential Villa. for that, especially.
2: I and I hope so, so I can hear that Frank Lampard post match.
1: <laughs> I you really got? I they Villa's playing good fucking ball. They they really are. This is this is exactly what you want from this kind of team. If you're a supporter of this club, you got absolutely. Up, you got up. You stayed up. The next year, big improvement boom you can't ask for more that's exactly what you want to see your fucking team do when they get promotion like so you, you, you can't be happier and they're getting goals which is good it's not you know a bit of a smash and grab against wolves when they got that victory but the last couple have been really convincing they're getting goals and you you really can't complain i mean they're they're on cruise control um mm-hmm. Palace, a, a couple of bad losses in a row, and that's to follow up a couple of draws. And their last win was that big win against West Brom. Um, I, I feel like this team is safe. I feel like there's the right pieces, but it still feels like this team in transition that is very handcuffed by overall, what are we going to do with Will? For what piece are we going to bring in to kind of keep the ship afloat? So I, I always kind of wonder with, with them, you know, does Roy just get bored and just decide, well, the I thing.
2: Look, t- look, I, I'm, well in terms of that, he's 72 years old. Yes. This is the perfect job for him. He can't get bored. What else is he going to do?
1: Sit at That's home true. and do Sudoku? That's true. Very good. You know what? False <laughs> that, that, puzzle?
0: That, J- Jan's got a coloring book for him.
1: That Yes, she does. <laughs>
0: yes,
1: she does. I don't and, know if he
2: knows how to work the iPhone. Yep. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with... um. Here's the thing with, uh, with palace. Um, one of the commentators said, and I completely took this to heart and took notice of it. And it's absolutely true. If you look at Wilfred Zaha got fouled, uh, maybe midway through the first half, right. For 10 minutes, he was talking to the referees. He ran up and down the field, not focusing on the game. A foul. He thought, should have been called and it wasn't right talking to the referee for
1: 10 minutes there's the
2: problem yeah
1: yeah Fulham get another point which is good that's what they're supposed to be doing but they still find themselves in the relegation fight and then Southampton they seem to be slipping uh, am
2: I supposed to go now yeah this is I when you, you should take you your face out of your into the uh, game
1: no, I kind of, I did. I, I led into the game with the sentences. <laughs> if you read my notes that say exactly what I just fucking said.
2: Uh, Fulham created a lot in this game. Uh, they just weren't very clinical yeah. and that's going to happen with them this season. They don't really have a point, man. Uh, for whatever reason, Arnaltovich is not starting and is not playing you mean well uh, when he does play. You said Arnaltovich, you mean Mitrovic. I'm at Mitrovich. I, mean, Mitrovic. I yeah. said Arnautovich. Yeah. That's a, a weird thing.
1: That's a way uh, back.
2: <laughs> man, those, are those Eastern Europeans that made the transfer special uh,
1: such a joy. I was going to say anything with an ICHV in there <laughs> like normally fucks with you.
2: Yeah. I don't do the Eastern stuff well. Um, but it, they put up 10 shots on target only, or, I'm sorry, 10 shots, but only one on target. Yeah. It's like, it just wasn't. Clinical by any means whatsoever. So this is going to happen from time to time. They are more solid at the back, which is nice. Southampton has kind of been running rampant for the last few months. Yeah, and uh, and for them to keep a clean sheet against them is good for them. So I, you know, they keep picking up points. Um, I think they might actually be okay to be honest with you, uh, depending on what Brighton end up doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, agreed. for For Southampton, I just feel like Southampton is the victim of December right? Some, some yeah, clubs has to thrive in December. Some clubs just kind of start to zigzag a little. And this is exactly kind of, you know, Southampton just being a victim of December is what it ultimately comes down to because then well, there's and, some games. Yeah, you Danny Ainge's been in and out,
2: Right, you know, he's been their best player, all that kind of stuff. So,
1: it, you know, it's kind of difficult. So Man City win ugly and Newcastle are just real ugly. ugly. <laughs> <laughs> like that, Pretty much sums it up, right? It's, I, it, it, there has to be some level of credit to City for the fact that they're finding results and they're getting shutouts, right? Absolutely.
2: Now, Winning but, ugly is a mark of champions.
1: We, this is exactly what we critiqued about Liverpool, you know, from the season that they didn't win the title and the season that they did win the title. We said they learned how to win ugly. And what we're all forgetting. City still got a game in hand. They're now in fifth place. They're six points out. They got a game in hand against uh, against Villa. Not an easy, not an easy game. But if they win that, suddenly they're even second place with Everton, three points behind Liverpool. Mm -hmm. Anything can fucking happen. This was a team who was in 14th fucking place at one point. Yep. So it's we're just so used to pet ball being so gorgeous and well, we need to understand maybe, maybe the manager has grown. Maybe he's learned that I can't always do what I do. Maybe I need to adjust the game. Maybe I need to change my plan.
2: I think part of it also has to boil down to the injuries, uh, to, um, Sergio Aguero, uh, Gabriel Jesus is obviously not Sergio Aguero. Very obviously not Sergio Aguero.
1: And now, just because I know, because he's on my fantasy team, um, out indefinitely, illness is all it said. But he's already been tagged for the COVID. He got COVID Mm -hmm. already earlier in the season. So it just now says out indefinitely, illness.
2: I wonder I, if he just hasn't been able to get fit since he I got COVID or what?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, my or second he just round, doesn't want to fucking play for them anymore. My second round pick was almost as good as your second round pick there, Sammy. In the uh, My draft. second
2: round pick fucking screwed me today.
1: I <sighs> Newcastle we'll get into another time, but it's just it's Bruce E. Ball, I think, is ultimately going to be the detriment of this club. And they need to figure out a new path. That's what
2: they're just. I mean, at the end of the day, man for man, they're not as good as Manchester City. No, of course. Something was going to happen eventually. Right. It's just two goals and done and dusted. I mean, City didn't need to turn screws or push the issue.
1: Well, this also could. My problem with City
2: is, is Raheem Sterling, Riyad Mahrez, Gabriel Jesus are not Sergio Aguero. Right. You're not going to get 25 plus out of them. Right. A year. It's not going to happen. And for somebody that's been so fit for, for his entire career, really, right. in Sergio Aguero, is now they've never needed a replacement for him. Do we see Well, those? now he's getting Do up there see? in years. He's 30, what, two now, something like that, 31, mm-hmm. 32. And then also these recent injuries and apparently COVID, like you said, he's it, he's irreplaceable. I mean, there, you, you have to go find somebody on the level of Thierry Henry, on the level of... Alan Shearer. You have to find somebody that's going to bag you an average of a goal a fucking game. And there's just aren't that many strikers out there. Without that tip to the spear, without that natural finisher, you're going to find problems. Yeah. But now, man for man, again, City are just better than Newcastle. So, the dam broke and that's how it went. And, and it's
1: going to happen to a lot of other teams. And in fairness, this could have been for nothing if it wasn't for Darlow making a couple of brilliant fucking saves. <laughs> oh. Uh, no. leads Leeds get, get the win on Burnley. Uh, they score an early penalty. Although I would say eh, there was no opportunity to do VAR because the ref on the pitch gave him the fucking uh, get out of jail free card. When a goalie jumps into another player, the ref blows the whistle for a foul as the ball goes in the back of the net. So VAR can't look at the play. Quote, can't look at the play. Look at the fucking play. Like what, I don't what, understand what you mean. So the ball comes up. Um, Pope comes out. Um no, I'm sorry, not Pope. Meslier comes out, bumps into Ben Me, and he actually fouls me. It's if you if you're gonna be very technical, it was yes, Meslier was going for the ball and he got contact on the ball, but Meslier need me in the back. Me fell to the ground, Meslier did not hold on to the ball. The ref blew the whistle. Because he's apparently, I guess, me was obstructing him, but he really wasn't. He was going for the ball. The ball fell to the ground, and then a Burnley player kicks it in the back of the net. Right. You can't go to VAR because the ref blew the whistle before the shot went in the net. Well, Hmm. OK, shouldn't I see what you're saying? VAR just be looking at like because the ball ended up in the back of the net. Absolutely. D- who gives a fuck if the ref blew the whistle? Look at the play and go. I mean, I, I hate to throw it to the NFL, but you go, by the way, we looked at the play. There was no foul on the field. The touchdown counts. Like right. how hard is it to do that? Like, well, they did. They
2: did that. I mean, th- think back to the the. um. Manchester United-Arsenal game, I think it might have been the FA Cup, but it might have been in the Premier League last season when Aubameyang was flagged offsides but finished the playoff. Right. Well, VAR went back and said, actually, there was no offsides, even though your entire team stopped. That was your own dumbass fault. Right, but the, and, and they the, let the goal stand. So VAR net, should be looking at it as one complete move. And but, but the difference because is, the ball ended up in the back of the net, they should have looked at it. What? I believe that's the case.
1: Well, here's the problem: <laughs> in the situation you're talking about, the ref didn't blow the whistle. The oh, linesman put up the flag. That's it's this whistle like. Again, That's fair. I'll gotta, give you that. That's absolutely you, fair. You got to figure it out. Now, I did like uh, Dice at the end of the game, walks by and just points at his watch and goes, what time to the ref? The ref didn't respond to him. When interviewed, he said, I just want to know what time I need to come in to talk to you because I want an explanation. <laughs> and then he goes, I'm That's not funny. allowed to say anything more because the FA will find me and they'll pretend like this never happened. <laughs>
0: That's
1: <laughs> like, funny. It's like, yeah, that pretty much covers it.
2: The, Carl- uh, the other thing, though, I do want to mention that Burnley got burnley
1: Yes, Burnley did get Burnley. In fact,
2: I flying leads struck early on a. Uh, it ended up being the penalty. Yeah, but um, they strike early and
1: then sat back and shut that fucking game down. Got it. Um, finally Everton beating Sheffield. I don't want to give too much into this match because I mean I know I'm an Everton supporter, but I don't want to go over over top with it. Uh, Carlo finds a way to get three points again. Uh, the Toffees win for the first time without Richarlison. Since Richarlison has joined the team, if he has not been on the pitch, they have not won. If he has not been, I'm mean, sorry, mm. on the bench or anything. So this was the first time they won. Here's what, I throw, here's what I throw at you. Everton are wounded. They were missing five starters. Custom made for Shetfield in a windy, pissing down rain day. This is the day for them to throw it all at a team and get their first win. And they didn't. That,
2: that's they exactly didn't. my point to this. That's a, a 100% what I took away from it. Sheffield put in a better performance than they have recently in the last couple of games, this one included. They ended the game with five strikers on the field. Couldn't find the back of the net. It they, are still seem like they were coming up short. Score. Yeah. Just, they like, are still coming up short despite playing better. And you have to wonder if Chris Wilder is the next one up.
1: Um, I wonder, could this team break the vaunted Darby County record of only 11 points? I really think that might be the fucking case. Darby Entirely County, possible. I, I, they got two points so far. Please tell me when they're going to win because that's a game they should have won. I mean, I, I, as an Everton supporter, happy as shit. Trust me, all I did the entire match was go like this. <sighs> <laughs> I did that probably 30 fucking times. I could
0: hear him from the back room sighing just going loudly. <sighs>
1: <sighs> well, I,
2: what I hope <sighs> is, is that at some point, You will fucking give Gilfie Sigurdsson his due and winning you two of the last three games after talking so much shit about him.
1: No. (laughs) No. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. Now, now, this week, Sam, it is officially back to reality. We all missed the chicken hit. That's the real. <laughs> that is the real world. That's the. It's. Yeah. It's not all of you miss and I hit. No, the real world is when we all miss and the chickie gets her fucking bet right. That is the real reality of this betting segment, isn't it? It absolutely is. All right. So you are now down five sixty nine. Don't even do the sixty nine thing, you fucking douchebag. Um, sixty nine. Southampton. Didn't get you the win, man. That you were so close nope. yet so far away. All right. Keep digging the ditch, killer. What big one you got for me this week?
2: Oh, it's 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 huge, but I cannot turn down the uh the odds here. Um, I have Leicester to beat Palace, which I think is fairly straightforward. Arsenal to beat Brighton, riding the wave of the Chelsea win, and Burnley and Sheffield to draw. Ooh. Uh that got me a gargantuan parlay odds of plus 1,409
1: on a $100 bet. You know what, Sam? And mine almost rivals yours, by the way, on odds. Good. (laughs) So that's, uh, again,
2: Leicester to win over Palace, Arsenal to beat Brighton, and Burnley-Sheffield to tie uh, for my bet. Plus 1409. Boom. Shakalaka.
1: Excellent. Well,
2: you know what? It's oh, t- actually in the Arsenal game. I forgot to mention this. Yes. It was boom, shaka, laka, <laughs> with
1: Very the three nice. goals. All right. So <laughs> let's go ahead and do it. Time for. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend. Pat's pick a week. Patty, how you doing, hey, brother?
2: That's too bad. How's, how's
1: it going there? Uh, I mean, I mean, about as well as it can for all three of us uh, Washington football team supporters to see uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. us completely fuck off the opportunity to go to the playoffs. But next week, just got to win. Just got to win. That's all we got to yep. do, right? Yeah. Would have been nice to have a bye week,
2: you know, or at least rest the players. But hey, if we had just beat the Giants once, <laughs> yeah,
1: well, <laughs> if, if only sake. the two times we went for it, one of them would have fucking gone through. We'd yeah. be OK. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, Pat, um, just want to let you know, y- it was a very sound bet that you made your parlay. But both of us are very happy that your parlay failed specifically because it meant Liverpool <laughs> fucked off. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I figured that. <laughs> so, uh, tell us what you got for us this week. All right, well I'm back down I'm to minus six eleven. So for the midweek games, I'm just uh, placing a small two-game crazy parlay.
2: Uh, Everton to win straight at plus four ninety, and Wolves to win straight at plus four
1: sixty, which will pay on a twenty. I'm just taking a twenty-five dollar bet on this, um, and Smart it play. out at yeah, it just pays out at eight hundred. So, I actually like that. You know what? You do a little small bet that has huge fucking odds. So if it doesn't hit, it it costs you 25 fucking dollars. Who fucking cares? Exactly. But (laughs) God forbid it hits. Suddenly debt's cleared. You're back in the black and the world's a better place. Oh, I know. So when Absolutely. he does it, he
2: gets praised for it. When I do it, I'm a
1: cunt. <laughs> well, because you keep betting $100. He's smart enough to go, I'm going to take this as a $25 bet. Instead no. of losing $100, I'm going to lose $25 on, my, on a bet that I'm sure I'm probably going to lose $25 on.
2: <laughs> yeah, but see, I would have looked at that and said, what, 800 times four. So I would have looked at that and been like, 2400 Great odds.
1: $100. Bucks <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah, see, but I, I put I mean, thirty-two wouldn't
2: it? Eight times four is thirty-two.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd rather
2: regret not putting another seventy-five mm-hmm. on it than for to lose the full one hundred. Because when you go put a hundred on it, it always is going to lose. If you put twenty-five bucks on it, you're just going to regret not putting a full hundred on it when it hits. So.
1: Right, you'd rather you'd rather be mad at yourself for not making 2400 when you made 800 than <laughs> than losing 25 instead of losing 100, right? Hey, well, I can <laughs> yeah. tell the
2: difference between me and Pat is only one of us has no regrets tattooed on their dick. <laughs> <laughs> And that's me.
1: <laughs> Love it. All right. So uh Pat, we're gonna do this again on uh Wednesday night. So be ready to have something for us for the weekend, okay? All right. Sounds good, man. You guys have a good one. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, get yourself some rest. You got a lot of fucking absolute to fucking uh, tomorrow, deliver. Yeah, yeah, I know geez, tomorrow's brother. gonna be Yep, um tomorrow's gonna be hell, but you know, one more week. <laughs> Heard <laughs> I, don't, yeah. don't worry, there's plenty of salesmen like Sam out there to fuck you over. You'll be perfectly well, no, fine. <laughs> that's that, that's that's a whole nother podcast. Wait, hold on, what 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 is this hundred cases in my liquor store? I didn't order this, turn around and send it back. Uh, his his <laughs> it's not
2: his salesman, it's his business managers that fuck that over.
1: Heard excellent. All right, thanks, Patty. We'll talk soon, man. Take it easy. 100 cases, 299. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I, I mean, that pretty much covers it. So, hey, look, I thought I had it in the bag. Initially, they gave Vardy the goal and then they changed it to an own goal, but the ball was going at the net. Yes, it did get deflected, but it was going at the net. And normally, the rule is if it's going at goal, the initial shot's going at goal, it should have counted. So I got fucked on that. And uh, so as I feed, The cup of losers here. My um it says a fucking own goal. At least Graham sucks too. So uh, allow me to feed (laughs) the cup of losers. Cheers, buddy. And uh, you know, so all that happens, but I'm still up. $245. And when you use my tried and true system, Big
2: Sam's Lock of the Week.
1: I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Sam Grant, but 37.5% of the time, it works. 100% of the time. Oh, yeah. Alrighty. So this week, for the midweek, I am going to uh, take a bit of a risky bet, but it has... Gram like odds, so I just couldn't walk away. <laughs> Arsenal to beat Brighton, which should make you happy, but with Neil Lespay to score in the loss makes it plus twelve hundred dollars, baby. Ooh, wow! So you win two to one with a Neil Lespay goal, and well, he scored one of Brighton's goals
2: this past weekend.
1: Was his yes. first goal in what was it eight games? Yep. And that's that's why I took them odds, because I'm like, hmm, hold on. Arsenal coming to Brighton. Trust me, the Neil Lespe is not the scary part of this bet. It's the Arsenal winning at Brighton. That's the scary part of this bet, you killer. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So that was that was a good segment. Actually, with Pat, that was great. You were pretty clean on your bet. I was clean on my bet. We're rolling along. You know, the show's going well. So let's go ahead and check in on Kitty the Chicken.
0: All right, so Kitty ends her losing streak with the Leeds victory and is now six and nine. So this week I gave Kitty a uh, Spurs facing Fulham. So Kitty pulled out a WWE match from SummerSlam 2008. Uh, I think she found it on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, this is the one where Batista faced off with John Cena. You remember that one?
1: That is where I believe Batista power Cena twice. One of them was off the top rope as Cena jumped at him. He grabbed him in the air and powerbombed him.
0: Yeah, I believe that's how they do one. that
2: because normally you can't see Cena.
1: I
0: know you can't <laughs> see him. Uh, y'all got jokes. <laughs> well, uh, here's a fun fact I don't know if you saw, but uh, you know how they have the Spanish commentators table and the regular commentators table. Mm-hmm. Well, on the other side of the Spanish table, it was Kitty doing commentary. For the WWE's foul coverage. Brock, my God!
2: (laughs) I can't believe this.
0: Foul (laughs) coverage.
2: This is terrible.
0: That's right. Brock, my God! Foul (laughs) coverage. Which is surprising because... Just look at him
2: in the Zoom. He's so fucking proud of himself.
0: Do you know who Kitty's uh, favorite wrestler is? Who? Brock Lester. Oh, no shit! (laughs) Now, the boys have had their differences, (laughs) but both Batista and John Cena are avid Spurs supporters. And Kitty, being a chicken, is picking Tottenham to win. All right. Uh, I know there's gonna be a lot of drinking after this segment, but I just want to remind everybody: when you do drink, please do so. Oh, I'm sorry, gamble. <laughs> I'm gambling responsibly. <laughs> Remember to gamble legally and responsibly. <laughs> I need uh, before
1: he talks about before he talks about the <laughs> uh, the fantasy, beer. I just want to say. I think we broke them. I think we broke them this time. I couldn't believe it. That's that is next level writing
2: (laughs) from you. That is absolutely something (laughs) straight out of idiocracy, the movie. (laughs) I I can't believe that. What a a bunch of brunts. brunts.
0: (laughs) Broke my God.
1: Absolutely, rock, fucking rock, terrible. Rock, rock, <laughs> doing Stone Cold with with Brocking. Yeah. <laughs> right, right now. Hell. Right now, ropes. <laughs> Ropes of jizz everywhere <laughs> from Smokey. Smokey's a huge wrestling fan. He's fucking marking out right now.
2: I couldn't oh, believe
0: it. He got all three
2: oak trees outside that house. Eh?
0: This <laughs> is what happens when we record an off night.
1: All
2: right. So yeah, go right. ahead. Uh, talk Everything about- just feels weird, doesn't it? <laughs> talk,
1: talk about Fantasy Killer.
2: All right, I will. Another weird thing happened today. Ray beat me in fantasy 47 to 41 huh. because Allison let in that stupid-ass header in the 82nd yep. minute, and the VAR didn't help. Uh, Keith beat Russin. Uh, Russin. <laughs> Keith beat Russ 40 to 29. Uh, Elliot lost to JB big time, 50 to 22. Allen took out Smokey, 33 okay. to 28. Finally a win for
1: uh, the Allen.
2: Kenny. Uh, got doubled up by Lindsay, fifty-two to twenty-four. Kenny got uh-huh. whooped. Uh, Taylor edging out Geckle, thirty-eight to thirty-seven. Uh, Chris and Houston playing out to the most exciting match <laughs> of the weekend. Uh, Houston winning that twenty-three to nineteen. This is uh, and where then Alberto Gekyll- uh, losing to Rob. 34 to 28.
1: This is where Gecko loses his mind because again he scores a fuck ton of points and then he sees our 24 to 19. So it just yeah. goes I'd have beat both of them. I'd have beat both of them. But so that over leaves there, uh,
2: Smokey and Allen tied for the lead. Uh Allen <laughs> ahead on points. Uh, at 110 and 4, Ray up to third at 10-2 and 1, Elliot at 100 and 5 down to fourth, JB in fifth, Lindsey in sixth. Big Sam in seventh, Rob in eighth, Alberto in ninth, your boy solidly mid table in 10th at 7 <laughs> 0 and 8. Uh, Keith in 11th, Taylor in 12th, Kenny in 13th, Chris in 14th, uh, Geckel in 15th at 4 0 and 11, but with more points than the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven teams in front of him. <laughs> 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 uh, and then Russ, uh, quarantine again, being quarantined down to the last place in the league at 3-0-12.
1: Golf fits you well, Russ. Golf fits you well.
2: It does, actually. All
1: right. Well, completely honest. That's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words?
2: No, uh, not really. Just hope everybody had a lovely Christmas uh, and is preparing to have a happy new year.
1: Excellent. Very good. That's
2: it. But we'll talk to you again on Wednesday for those uh, sentiments, so...
1: Yep, exactly. We're going to uh, turn around. Turn around and do this all again Wednesday night. So, um, uh Patreon listeners, your uh injury time, we're going to record that tonight. That'll be up on Monday morning, uh both this show and uh Patreon on Monday morning, and then we'll turn around on Wednesday when the game's end. Wednesday night, we're doing a show, you'll get it all again. And uh when we get to we're almost approaching the fa cup so again fa cup will be a free thursday show for everyone and we'll preview the fa cup and lots there's three non-league sides that are in it so there's so yeah, much very much, exciting stuff there especially and if you keys. wanted to
2: find that patreon content all you have to do is log on to www.patreon.com backslash du football show and sign up to one of the top two tiers uh five dollar and nine dollars because ten's too much Uh, And you will be able to get all of that extra content. So just uh, hit that up and, um, you know, give yourself a Christmas gift for Christ's sake.
1: Well, that's good on the way out. I don't have to ask you to fucking plug it again. And you're not too hoary like you were last week. God. I put the rouge on because the boys like that. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Lewis Black. And literally,
2: we have a $5 tier. So I went down to the docks and blew them at $5 (laughs) a pop.
1: (laughs) Excellent. So, uh that that'll he ever did it really was and, <laughs> and then and then i stood in front of them i pulled the stick out of their ass i smelled it and why in fact it did not stick <laughs> <laughs> all right so next up's injury time we're going to preview the entire week uh midweek's action and uh sam's already told you how to find it and we'll chat to you guys again on wednesday Till then good night
0: Fucking Goon or Graham? Stuckin' my lord, looks great in shorts. Sam, Sam Graham, Sam Graham. Go to the United! Hit the fucking That's new button.